Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bird, joined by Jake. Jake, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Happy week uh, nine. Happy Steve Nash out of my life. <laughs> been waiting for that forever. I mean, you know, you, you, we'll be getting the news soon that Ime Udoka, who um, has been I, – I, I have a lot of comments that I guess can wait for another day, but – Idoka will be the next the Nets uh next head coach. And it's a great day for the franchise. It, it really I, I can't stress it enough. I mean, you go from literally the shittiest coach in the whole NBA to Ime Yudoka. I get it. I think a lot of the stuff said about Ime Yudoka is a little unfair and a little ridiculous. I think he got hosed out of Boston and I'm excited to have him. And um, this was something I think I told you about it also on Saturday. It was funny because Sham said the same thing. I said Nash was gone. Um, that, that's something I heard, that they started vetting Udoka, and that was the guy that they wanted all along, and I think they were just afraid of the public backlash at the beginning of the season. That's why they didn't fire Steve Nash. They didn't want to make it look like they were caving into Kevin Durant, but um, it's a great day. It's a great day for me as a basketball fan. Season starts Friday when Udoka joins the team in Washington. I hear Udoka is very good at plugging holes. Listen, man. He got completely hosed. I mean, that that that's all ridiculous. I mean, that's something that there's no reason why any of that should have been public. That was just the Celtics knowing that the Nets would probably fire Steve Nash and wanted them to think twice about hiring Ime Udoka. And a lot of other people have gotten second chances for things in life in the sports business that are far worse than what – I mean, listen, I don't know all the details either about Ime Udoka. I'm just putting it out there right now. But from everything that we've all heard, you know, there's definitely been worse actions that have warranted second chances from people that are worse than Ime Udoka, who the sure. whole media, that was the whole darling of everybody's eyes all for a whole year. True. And also, there's plenty of people in the media that said all along he deserves a second chance. It's just when this particular team does something, it doesn't fit the narrative. And uh, it's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad. He was the guy that got away, and Ime Udoka is coming back to his rightful home, and I'm excited. I, I made a bad week turn pretty good for me. And how funny is it that Tom Thibodeau outlasted Steve Nash? Well, Nash should have never been hired in the first place, though. That was no. Uh, no. And, and and listen, and when they fired him, and when I heard that they were going to fire him before I could even say anything, uh, there was no gray area, bro. It was Ime Udoka or bust. You mean know, you you cannot? There's no gray area here. You had to hire Udoka. They're going to hire Udoka. I mean, th- I didn't want no Mike. Dan Tony, no Quinn Snyder, none of these other guys. I mean, if you were selling me on maybe like, you know, Jay Wright, maybe I could have got on board with that one. But um, it was Udoka, and it's Nash should have never been hired. It's terrible. You didn't want Coach John Calipari? No, well, I mean, <laughs> Jay Wright's a retired college guy. I, I wasn't really thinking about the college ranks, to be honest with you. I think that's a little out of the question now with college basketball starting up again. I mean, Coach Cal would have been great. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think Coach, coach Cal, Cal would Cal, never because he knows good. where his loyalties lie. He will be going to, he will be the Knicks coach relatively soon, but I think Steve Nash might be joining the Knicks coaching staff because he's RJ Barrett's godfather. Please God, no. And you already have Jalen Brunson's dad. You could have a whole big family reunion. Please God, Madison no. Square Garden. Please good God, no. I think I'm That'd going to the terrible. game also. Um, Knicks Nets on Wednesday. Maybe we should go together. Knicks Nets Wednesday night. Wednesday night next hmm. week. Ime Udoka's first home game at Barclays Center. Hmm. 
Hmm. I the could N- be intrigued. The Knicks have not beaten the Nets in four years also, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's turning into uh, the Patriots' hex over the New York Jets. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is, but the Knicks, and also they had them. I mean, the last time they were up by 30 points <laughs> at home, and then Cam Thomas dropped 30 points, and the other time Julius Randle got teed up. Yep. But, yeah, they, the, the Nets have their number. The Knicks, the Knicks simply are allergic to success. Hopefully it changes this time around with Jalen Brunson. Hopefully. Probably not. We could be helpful. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is the week nine preview. We will be recording the mailbag on Thursday. Submit your questions. You still have time to do it. You still have time to submit your questions for the mailbag. I recommend it. Mailbag is a great program, and we answer all the questions. So submit your questions. We already got a good amount, so keep sending them in. I want to get to 30. Let's see if we can get 30 questions this week. Jake, you think we can get to 30? I hope not. <laughs> well, well, all right. Now now the new challenge is disappoint 20, Jake. Disappoint it, Jake and let's get to 30. 20, 25. I think 25 is the number? 25. We usually get 21, 22, 25. Give us 30 for like the last week or so. I mean, not now. It's only week eight. Fair, but we are approaching trade deadlines and of the sort. I did have a deadline uh, that was that was today. Um, and then I have another deadline that's tomorrow. So yeah, my we'll... deadlines are, I think, next week or something like that. I don't know. Listen, I'm not. A, I haven't been trading a lot this year. It's weird. It's not a listen, lot of guys I want. Is the problem? <laughs> listen, we're gonna find out just how much Christian McCaffrey hates me, considering I gave up a third round pick to get him. Um, yeah, we're really gonna see. I hope you have Tyron the... Davis Price somewhere. Uh yeah, yeah. And and this this morning when I had with the free roster spot that I was able to create via this trade, I went and I picked up Kyron Williams. So I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna well, help now, me. Well now Cam Akers is coming back to the Rams, apparently. Oh, don't worry. I have Cam Akers too. Yeah. Don't you worry about I it. I mean, isn't that isn't that ridiculous? I don't know. I don't know if you saw, but that they've declined trades for the guy. Yep. Uh, why would you decline a trade for <laughs> uh, it makes no sense. Makes zero sense. I, I, you know, unless it was just like a seventh round pick, but then again, it's better than nothing. I can just see. Remember when Leonard Fournette had like the same problem with the Buccaneers his first yes. year, where he never played. It was the Ronald John Ronald Jones show, and Lenny was a healthy scratch for a game or two, and you know, they just said, "Listen, we can't trade you or cut you." So what do you I imagine? Oh, please. He comes back in the playoffs after we're all done with him. The Rams comes... running back suck. I mean, Ronnie Rivers is the stuff. I mean, give me guys. Yeah, really. Sean McVay. Sean McVay thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and nearly got his best player injured. Anywho, let's talk about the trade deadline. And let's talk about the trade deadline that it was. So we're obviously going to go through uh, the, the deals that are fantasy relevant. Um, you know, obviously the uh, the Jets did make a deal. We could Maybe we could talk about that a little bit. I mean, I don't know, Jake, if uh, Jacob Martin – that deal really moves the needle yeah, no, for you no. one way or another. No, exactly. it's ridiculous. A lot of the fans on Twitter were like, oh, this is so stupid. I'm like, yeah, we have other edge rushers that need the play. And you have this guy called Jermaine Johnson yeah, that needs Bryce to Huff. play. And I'm sitting here like every single Sunday on my couch. I'm like, who the fuck is this 54 guy just taking up space? Like, <laughs> get rid of him. Like, so well, stupid. congratulations. It happened. Yeah, I know. Congratulations. It happened well let's go through the fantasy relevant deals let's talk about them before of course we get into uh week nine and go through all the games we have 
three less games to talk about this week because six teams are out on bye. So, obviously, for those that are dealing with the apocalypse, we're here to help you out, hopefully. But let's start with the first big deal of the day, probably the biggest surprise of the day, I would say, and that's TJ Hawkinson going from the Detroit Lions to the Minnesota Vikings, the Lions getting a second-round pick in 2023 and a 2024 third for TJ Hawkinson. They are also sending a 2023rd fourth and a 2024 conditional fourth to Minnesota. Jake, in the immediate, is this an upgrade for TJ Hawkinson about the same or a downgrade? A big time upgrade. Would you big rather time. have, would you rather have rest of season TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts? Hawkinson. Hawkinson, rest of the season, or Njoku? Well, Njoku's kind of hurt, so I guess When he comes back. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the kind of yeah, – I guess Njoku, okay. when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Now, Haw- yeah, okay. Hawkinson or Higby? Hawkinson. I'll give you one more here. Hawkinson or George Kittle? Kittle. Okay. I, I mean, I like it for the most part from Minnesota. They're getting – Irby Ersmith now is going to be out eight to 10 weeks. So they needed to get another option there. I will like it even more if we see TJ Hawkinson being that vertical threat. I'm a little nervous that Minnesota is just going to have TJ Hawkinson come in there and be a guy that sits on the line of scrimmage and blocks, even yeah, if that, that's just I, I not his game at all. I don't think they give up a second round pick off. They didn't have a big plan for him. And I mean, let's just also, before we go on, the Detroit Lions are a complete horrible franchise too. I mean, <laughs> they suck. They'll, they'll they'll never figure. I mean, see, they can get all the draft pick, picks that they just, want. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know how it how it necessarily helps them. Maybe maybe Hawkinson said that he would that you know, he was never going to entertain resigning with them. I, I don't know. It's so stupid. They they they're horrible, man. It just it 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 it's a little interesting to me that they would trade Hawkinson in division, where Minnesota is going to get one more year of Hawkinson after this. He gets his fifth year option next year and then they can re-sign him to a long-term deal you basically are giving minnesota their secondary option in their offense to what they already have with justin jefferson for the next five to ten years yeah right there detroit sucks man that is literally one of the worst franchises i think in all sports and dan campbell is a terrible head coach too and we will most certainly be talking about the lions and the vikings uh shortly Let's go to one that absolutely makes zero sense to me. Jake, maybe you could talk me through this one. Because when I saw this, I was perplexed. The Bears acquiring oh. Chase Claypool for a second round pick. The return is mind-boggling. But the Bears, they just traded Robert Quinn. They just traded Roquan Smith. They have two second round picks in this upcoming draft. Or had. They gave up their better second-round pick to get Chase Claypool. It, it's interesting because the Packers offered a second-round pick, too, for Claypool. Yes. And, yeah, well, I mean, Claypool kind of sucks. There's no doubt about it. Um, he has not fulfilled any of the potential. He had a, gr- a very good rookie. It wasn't a great rookie year, but he had his big games, his rookie year, where people were expecting big things, including myself. Last year, fell completely on his face. This year was a complete zero in fantasy football. I don't know. And he's like a six, what is he, like six five or something Four, like that? Six five, yes. And he plays like he's like five nine five. He doesn't even really make that many contested catches for a guy of his frame. 
it just seems like the Bears were just making a move just to make a move, if that makes sense, rather sure. than sticking what they had, which was pr- pretty much nothing. I get you're trying to surround Justin Fields, who's looked actually really good lately. There's no, there's no. I mean, I think last week was a lot of stat stuffing, garbage time, nonsense against the Dallas Cowboys. To be for sure, if, if you really paid attention to that game, that's really what it was. But um, look great against I get, the Patriots, though. Can't deny that. Oh no, the one against the Patriots. Yeah, that was a that was a great performance. There's there's no doubt about that. But um, I'm still not the biggest Justin Fields guy. I mean, all the quarterbacks in general from 21 just look like dog shit right now. There's there's no there's no one that looks any good. I yeah. guess Fields is looking amongst the promising ones, if you want to call it that. But yeah, it, it, I'm not running out there and I'm getting I'm not getting Chase Claypool on my waiver wire because he's all of a sudden in the worst offense in the NFL in all likelihood now. I saw someone uh, on waivers Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, spend $25 on Chase Claypool. And I yeah, was just like, like, why? It's a waste of time. I mean, if you can get him for $0 or like a dollar or like something low, I get it. Maybe trying to make some kind of high upside waiver claim. but Sure. If you're doing it based on pure speculation, absolutely. But you're spending a chunk of your fab. You're spending maybe 5 10% of your fab on a guy that's downgrading really in offense. And the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is not great. The one thing that Chicago does do, it, Justin Fields does do, is he likes to push the ball downfield. He is particularly good at it. So maybe that helps Chase Claypool a little bit. But it's not even like a downfield guy anymore, though. Like no. He he just he just stinks. I mean, we're gonna look back at this trade, I think, and just kind of laugh at it in like a year oh, or two. Probably. Probably. Uh rest of season. Chase Claypool or Therese Marshall? I guess Claypool. I would say Claypool, but that's close. Claypool or MVS? Claypool. I would say Claypool too. Claypool or Isaiah McKenzie? I would go with McKenzie. McKenzie closer. I'd rather start McKenzie. Yeah, I agree. I'll give you one more here. Chase Claypool or Robert Woods rest of the season. Woods, Woods, Woods. I would say Woods. I'll I mean, give you you're one kinda, more. You're naming guys that like I just really <laughs> would rather not roster or start. Well, right. That's it. That's what he is. That's what he's he a, is. He's a borderline rosterable player. At this exactly. Point. I really sums it all up right there about Chase Claypool. I'll give you one. I'll give you one more. Chase Claypool or Devin Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah. Duvernay, especially with Bay. I don't know. But I mean, dude, Rashad Bateman's turned into a massive disappointment. Big time. Big time. I, I actually like Duvernay. I picked him up on waivers in the league that I rostered Bateman in, and I'm hoping that he can give me a little something because I have massive injuries on this team, like massive. Well, put it this way. If there's if there's going to be no Mark Andrews and no Rashad Bateman Monday night against New Orleans. Oh, I, I have Duvernay and uh, Isaiah Likely ready to go on the bench. That's oh, Isaiah, like, Isaiah Likely is just looking so appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, hell, even if Mark Andrews plays, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. In a way, we'll we'll definitely have to have the Mark Andrews conversation at some point uh, during this episode. Um, We do have to talk about the Bradley Chubb deal more so. We know Miami's defense now is going to be very, very good. But the return sees Chase Edmonds going back to Denver from Miami. And he's listed now as the third running back on the depth chart behind Melvin Gordon and behind Latavius Murray. Jake, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being... You keep him on your roster, 10 being you drop him outright. What are you doing with Chase Edmonds? I definitely roster him. 
I, I think you should absolutely roster Edmonds. Um, oh, by the way, a great deal for the Broncos. I mean, I think Bradley Chubb has to be one of the most overrated players in the entire league. I think he is completely overrated. He's never had one dominant season for all that promise and hype that he had coming out of college. He was a disappointment. I mean, let, let's just call a spade a spade here. But as far as Edmonds goes, yeah, I mean, this is an offense with with a quarterback in Russell Wilson that doesn't really like to throw the ball downfield. And they've already tried benching Melvin Gordon once this year. And Latavius Murray is Latavius Murray, who we all know is never really useful in fantasy football unless he falls into an end zone. In full PPR, yeah, I think Edmonds could overtake that job in all honesty. I really, He's not really competing against much. He has a pathway. Yeah, he has, absolutely. A, he has a pathway to win this job. Now, I, I, am I, I starting him this up. week? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do think that Edmonds probably now, if we're talking beyond – I think we're talking about Edmonds potentially being next year's Melvin Gordon, where he's in a committee with Javante Williams that they found like that new guy to be the one B to Javante Williams, one a. So if you're in a keeper or in a dynasty league, I would probably say Edmonds is a hold for right now in redraft. You hold him, you hold him for, I would say two or three weeks, unless there's like, unless within the next, couple of weeks there's a real name that pops on your waiver wire that you have to get Edmonds probably is a hold because quite honestly I mean would you drop right now would you drop Chase Edmonds for Isaiah Pacheco I, I yeah I'd rather roster Pacheco would you drop Chase Edmonds for AJ Dillon if he's been dropped yeah would you rather have uh rest of season Chase Edmonds or Gus Edwards Tough. Edwards, but it's extremely close. Yeah, yeah. I would say Edmonds because I worry about what happens when Dobbins comes back. But and you also have Kenyon again... Drake. Right, right. It, it, they're both they're both messes. Well, of course, I'd rather... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Edmonds. I think Edwards' floor is safer. I think Edmonds' ceiling is definitely greater. Uh, rest of season, Chase Edmonds are a guy we'll be talking about shortly. Naeem Hines. Give me Hines. Yeah. Give me yeah, Hines, but Hines. I don't know. I think Devin, I think James Cook, I mean, the, the playing time still is going up with James Cook. I think Singletary could be the odd guy out in this offense. I mean, that could be a little bit of a, a fastball right there. That would be very interesting. And, and, and we, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it when, when we get there. Impending free agent Devin Singletary, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, yeah, it, 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 we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. I'll give you one more, uh, rest of season Chase Edmonds or Damian Harris. Oh, Harris, Harris, Harris. Yeah, Harris for me. One for all the keeper and all the dynasty players, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one came out of nowhere, but not surprising, like Hawkinson, because there was speculation that maybe Calvin Ridley would be traded at some point. And then it just finally happened. Calvin Ridley going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, conditional fifth and a conditional second going to the Atlanta Falcons. Jake, for dynasty and keeper, what do you do with Calvin Ridley? I would definitely try to buy low on him. What's your definition of low? Uh, I'd probably try to float like maybe a second round pick. Maybe like a... What if someone were to offer Romeo Dobbs in a second for Calvin Ridley? Who would I do it if I was the Dobbs owner or the Ridley owner? 
if you're the Ridley owner, would you take that? No, I would keep. I'd rather have Calvin Ridley. All right. Would you? How about Juju in a second? That I'd probably do because Juju, you're getting some value this year. I would probably do that, mm-hmm. but I would try to get Calvin Ridley. Man, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a monster next year. If if that chance of him potentially being mentally there, which does does he want to get paid or not? Like right. I, I like Calvin. I, listen, I saw a lot of good things from this Jaguars offense this year. I, I think Trevor Lawrence can still be that guy, even though he has been massively underwhelming. Um, and we've already seen Christian Kirk be very fantasy relevant, albeit he has fallen off a little bit. I, I do like this from Jacksonville's perspective. And I do like this from Ridley's perspective because I very much, I you know me, we've talked about this a thousand times. I'm not a huge Calvin Ridley guy. I never have been. And I think you can attest to that, that we've had many a conversation. I think Calvin Ridley just kind of stinks or is overrated one or the other, whichever way you want to put it. He definitely doesn't – no, no, no. He definitely doesn't stink. He's just not a number one receiver. Right, right. He's, he's not a number – He's, he's not a, a good receiver. receiver. Yes, but he's not a number one. Where I think with Jacksonville, is Christian Kirk that kind of receiver that we think drags guys away where Ridley gets you know the one-on-one where he can definitely make his living? Probably not. But does this enhance now? Oh, to Trevor Lawrence now, he's got Christian Kirk. He's got Calvin Bridley. He's got Travis Etienne. Evan Ingram has looked competent. Evan, competent. Ingram is, Evan Ingram's a top 10 fantasy player uh, moving forward, I think. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're starting to see the Jacksonville offense finally start to take shape a little bit. And you can kind of see what they're trying to do. I mean, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm going I'm going to Shad Khan. I'm going to Doug Peterson. I'm getting on my knees. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, thank you, because this is th- this could be monumental moving forward in terms of the overall development of this team. And next year, we're going to be having conversations about, you know, what do you do with Calvin Ridley? Where do you take Calvin Ridley? But there's no doubt that the ceiling with him is 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 tremendous. He is a tremendous, tremendous ceiling. Yeah, I think Calvin Ridley could be like a, a seventh round guy next year, where you're like, it's great value. And not to mention, Jake, we also have to look at it from this perspective as well. Look at who will be playing. He'll be playing the Texans twice. He'll be playing the Titans twice. He'll be playing the Colts twice. Not exactly the best secondaries on on any of those teams. Uh, Colts have a stingy one. Other than that, awful. Yes, I agree. Uh, Yeah, there's there's, there's safety. Colts have allowed the few. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends uh, to receivers this year, I think. Yes, but, you know, does Stephon Gilmore go back there next year? Kenny like, Moore, though, is probably the best lock. I get what you're saying, though. Right, right. We don't know what the Colts are going to look like because honestly, what's happened to that franchise is 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 a disgrace. No, I think they're I think they're going to have to they're going to have to let go of Frank ba- uh, Frank Ballard, uh, Chris Ballard, and Frank Reich. Uh, yeah, and I they, think, they, I think how Reich many does, how many times do we, do we talk about that they need to get a quarterback and they just haven't done? Yeah, it? I think Reich's going to get another head coaching job though next year. I think the Commanders' job is the one that. Comes to mind. Not a reunion with Carson Wentz, but um, oh no, I oh, think that uh, I think either the commander's job or I mean the Vegas job. This rate, holy shoot! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of reunions, Jeff Wilson back with his old offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. A nice little reunion in in South Beach. Jeff yeah, Wilson. Mostert owners are just. Yeah, you, you took you, you stole my thunder. 
Are you nervous? If you're if you're a he most manager, are you nervous? I think I trade him. I think I would. I would consider it. Like, would you? I don't know. Say you're the. I mean, if you're a Jeff Wilson fantasy manager. You got to be happy about that, though. At least you get some form of fantasy value. Yes, it's <laughs> not going to happen immediately. But if we're talking towards middle end of the season, could Jeff Wilson start to steal some work from Mostert? Yeah, definitely. If you're definitely the, possible. If you have Raheem Mostert, someone offers you David Montgomery, do you take it? Yeah. Yeah. What if Raheem Mostert for Deonta Foreman? I can't believe this is a freaking thing. I know it's disgusting. I, th- isn't I think it? I have to. I think you would have to rather have Foreman at this rate. Uh, Mostert for James Connor. Connor, easy. Mostert for someone offers you the Kansas City backfield, the tandem. So you're getting Clyde and Pacheco. And... Nah. Yeah, I no. don't think I would either. I think I would um, rather if, have the Chicago running back, so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If someone were to offer you Montgomery and Herbert. Oh, Man, yeah. Khalil Herbert is so good. I have them both as top 24 running backs. and We're not even, you know, in the game previews yet, but I have them both as top 24 plays this week. Yeah. No, they're yeah, they're both playable. Uh, rest of season. Jeff Wilson, Naeem Hines. Hines. I would say Hines. Uh, Jeff Wilson or rest of season James Cook. Wilson. Wilson for me. Jeff Wilson or Dontrell Hilliard rest of season. Wilson. Wilson for me. I'll give you one more. J- Jeff Wilson or James Robinson rest of season. Uh, James Robinson. Yeah, I would say Robinson. I think he'll but... start catching catching on in that offense relatively soon. They need to run. They 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 need to run the ball more. Yes. that was a disgrace when I saw last week with that play calling. Uh, yeah, and the quarterback play was not great either. I mean, well, listen, you're asking the kid to throw the ball 42 times against Bill Belichick. What the hell do you expect? That's true. Terrible. That is true. You're never going to win with that guy throwing 42, especially not this year. No. 42 times, bro. Terrible. Uh-huh. He's not and a pocket f- passer. No. No, and he also just is allergic to throwing the ball away and just recognizing that a play is dead. Yeah, he needs to be rolled out where you cut the field in half. There needs to be design. They, they, don't, they don't use him correctly. I agree. I agree. And then finally, you know, we've all been kind of building up towards Naeem Hines going to the Buffalo Bills, Zach Moss, and a conditional fifth going to the Colts. Let's start with Hines because I do want to talk about Moss at some point. With Naeem Hines, Jake, what do you think the ideal role is that Buffalo is going to design for him? What do you think it is? Is it just him being a James Cook guy or what you alluded to earlier? that Naeem Hines could be the number two to a James Cook number one, or Naeem Hines could be the number one to a James Cook number two. Yeah, I think Singletary is in a lot of trouble here, man. I really do. I I don't think Singletary is all that good. I don't think he does anything particularly amazing. Mm -hmm. He just looks like a guy to me. He doesn't have an insane amount of bursts. He doesn't catch passes that well. He doesn't break a ton of tackles. He doesn't have exception. He just does everything okay. He's just a guy. Sure. And at least with Hines, you had that 4-3 speed where the big play is there and you have the exceptional hands. And James Cook is kind of the same type of player. And I think we start to see these running backs incorporated a lot more in this Buffalo passing attack. Maybe I'm not talking about like check downs or anything like that. I'm talking about, you know, wheel routes, 
lining him up in the slot, potentially on the same uh, on, on the field at the same time. Naheem Hines, James Cook, those are both pass-catching running backs that can uh, be home run hitters. So I think that's what the offense is trending towards, whereas they're looking for something a little special to beat the Kansas City Chiefs rather than just having Devin Singletary just, you know, average three or four yards a carry. That's not that's not cutting it at the end of the day. You know how many touchdowns Devin Singletary has in the year? Uh, he had like three, maybe? Nope. Two? Nope. None. He has one. one. He has one. Okay. And it's not even a rushing touchdown. It's a passing touchdown. It's a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's just not. I, I just never seen it with that. His rookie year, he looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. But since his rookie year, I just haven't seen it from him. He just looks like a, a generic running back in the very NFL. average. It's very average. And, very and Hines does some things that are above average. I think this is very good. And also, I mean, we'll talk about Moss, but I think this is better for Zach Moss also. I mean, let's just go right into Zach Moss. I mean, there's work now that Jonathan Taylor may not play this week. He is dealing with more ankle injuries. So hip, hip, hooray for the maybe worst number one pick we've had in the last 15 years of fantasy. Um, not hip, not hip, this year, though. Not not th- not this year, excuse me. Not this week with Moss. No, I don't th- I don't think so. But it's time longer... to call good buddy Deion Jackson potentially. I was again. gonna say Deion Jackson is a must add. Yeah, he must, he's, him, he's a must add. You give him a call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially if you are down, you're down. I'm just trying to think of the, the teams that are on by this week. If you're down uh any of the Denver guys, if you're down Tony Pollard, yeah. You you have to pick up Deion Jackson and and he could do a job. He could do a job for you for sure. Should I play Deion Jackson or Romeo Dobbs this week? Dobbs, no Lazard, but Detroit. I would say Dobbs. Yeah, I would say Dobbs. But I mean, who are your other running backs? Well, it's my other flex, but I have Khalil Herbert. Oh, I would play. I would play Deion Jackson over over Khalil. Yeah, but I would rather play Dobbs, though, at all. I'm not starting, and I I also do own uh, Jonathan Taylor, but I'm going to start Kenneth Walker. And uh, okay. let me see here. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to start him over a Kansas City guy. No. Or, no, excuse me, Jonathan Foreman. That guy's not coming out of the lineup this week. No, no, he can't, especially if, uh, if there's no Chuba Hubbard. But we will obviously get to all of that. So with that, as we are now a half hour in, so – Buckle up. This is going to be a longer episode. Uh, let's go and talk about the injuries uh, so far for week nine. We obviously will be updating all of this on the mailbag. But, of course, go check out the official injury reports before you make all of your line decisions for this week. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, good news for any San Francisco 49ers uh, fans and fantasy managers of Elijah Mitchell. He is expected to return in week 10. No 49ers this week as they are on there by chase young is designated to return from ir uh it is unclear whether or not he is going to play versus minnesota i would say probably not but i would say maybe week 10 or even week 11 for a presumptive return for chase young jonathan taylor as we alluded to before did not practice wednesday with an ankle injury go pick up Deion jackson if you can, the Colts also did sign Jordan Wilkins to their practice squad. Did you uh, see the Jahan- guys they worked out? Oh, I did. 
a, a motley crew. I didn't see one name on there. There was no Devontae Freeman, sadly. No. No, Very I, think, I think Devontae Freeman's hanging it up. Oh, what are we going to do? I need Devontae Freeman. I need one more Devontae Freeman run. Just yeah. for some place that's like, uh, that's irrelevant. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, like Tennessee. Tennessee. Perfect. You know so he's not going to take anything happens, Derek Henry. If anything happens to Derek Henry, you know Mike Rabel will not pick a running back. You, you know how it goes. Correct. Correct. Maybe he goes, maybe he goes back to Atlanta. Who knows? We go some Atlanta news that we'll touch on in a second. Uh, Jahan Dotson did not practice again on Wednesday. He is still dealing with the uh, hamstring injury that he re-aggravated in week seven. J.D. McKissick did not practice Wednesday for Washington. He is dealing with a neck injury. Uh, Brandon Cooks did not practice on Tuesday, did not practice on Wednesday. It is looking unlikely that Brandon Cooks is going to play versus the Philadelphia Eagles after very publicly being pretty unhappy that he wasn't traded on trade deadline day. Jake, are you nervous about Brandon Cooks moving forward? I'm fading the crap out of him for Thursday night. I I don't think I'd start him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know if he's going to play. I am nervous about Brandon Cooks moving forward. This could be a simple, I'm never playing for the Texans again, sit home. Good, babe. Definitely concerning. Well, the thing the thing with Brandon Cooks, it, it was pretty simple. That he's owed $18 million in March, day one of the new league season. Because of the contract that he re-signed with Houston. Yeah, he, he, he had no problem taking their money. I agree with you. He had no issue retaking their money. He knew the situation that, that they were in. Yep, and yeah, still took it anyway. He chose to re-sign. Yeah, he would be on another team right now if he didn't have that contract. So, yep. Probably would have been on a different team before the season started if he didn't sign mm-hmm. that contract. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I can only speak for uh, the sources that I talked to, but Dallas was very interested in that. And they just simply did not want to be paying Brandon Cooks $18 million when they just traded a guy that was making very similar money for a fifth round pick that now is just quietly reminding everybody that he plays football at a pretty high level, and his name is Amari Cooper. Just saying. Yeah, that's a tough one. DeAndre Swift did not practice Wednesday. He is dealing with shoulder and ankle injuries. Um, Any concerns for DeAndre Swift had to be alleviated by the fact that he saw five carries in week eight, but that was the Lions easing him back. He did happen to score. Uh, Jake, any nerves at all about DeAndre Swift availability for this weekend moving forward? What a shock. He's hurt again. I, what a shock. I, it's a big surprise. I know. You know what else is a big surprise? Keenan Allen is not practicing again. I know. And, I forget and Brandon Staley said he may not play. That is he going to play again this year? It, 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 who's going to play first? Keenan Allen or Michael Thomas? I think Allen. Is Michael it, Thomas it, it, not, honestly? Is Michael Thomas not going to play again this week? Um, I have not seen any official word on Michael Thomas yet. Bro, if, to he does, if he doesn't play this week, just just freaking retire. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's... Oh God, I can't. But you know who is close to coming back? A very good friend of ours, Jake, affectionately known as Mommy. Oh, Cordero Patterson. Yes, ninety percent healthy, coming from straight from the source. Yeah. That he is feeling good, 
and that he could be back within the next couple of weeks. But who the hell knows what he's walking back into? Because not for nothing, but Caleb Huntley, Kyler Algier have both looked great. Yeah, they both look good. Yeah. So he could be walking back into a three-headed monster, and we're all just kind of sitting there and keeping our fingers crossed that he's going to be the lead guy. But what's the definition of lead guy when you're really going back in there if it's a three-headed timeshare? And we all know Arthur Smith does not care about fantasy. Oh, no, 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 no. He learned his ways from the fantasy demon himself, Mike Rabel. I know. Forget that passing attack. I hate that offense. I, I knew it coming into the year, too. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. Isn't it just lovely? Uh, Josh Palmer cleared concussion protocol for the Chargers. This is news because if there's no Keenan Allen this week versus Atlanta, there's going to be no Mike Williams. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain. Josh Palmer would be the number one receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. Jake, would you be starting Josh Palmer? Oh, yeah. Just keep an eye on them for Odell Beckham Jr. as well. Oh, I, I, I've heard I heard this within the last couple of days. There are 10 teams that are checking in, one of them being the Dallas Cowboys, which would just be – that'd such be interesting. Good, such a good ad, man, for playoff time. That's such uh, – that, there's your flex guy. Yep. Yep, I know. I know I picked him up. I picked him up in a couple spots, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with holding him because everything that we've read over the past month or so is that he's – expected to be cleared to return in mid-November. So you could be talking about maybe two or three weeks to hold on to Odell. And even if he doesn't come back until December and you're a team that's sitting at seven and one, six and two, eight and oh, and you have an available roster spot and maybe you're a little light at receiver. I think Odell makes a lot of sense for you to pick up and hold. I mean, yeah, especially if you're in a 10 or a 12 team league, you're probably not going to find much better on waiver wire or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I think Odell as a waiver pickup makes a lot of sense. The only thing that you can't do is you can't IR him. So you'd have to keep him on your active roster. But if you have the available roster spot, I would do it considering I've been doing it. Yeah, Absolutely. Derek Carr was limited on practice Wednesday with a back injury. Devontae Adams was limited with an illness on Wednesday, as was Mac Hollins. He has a heel injury. Darren Waller was limited with a hamstring. So, I mean, Darren Waller was limited all week, and he didn't play. So, we'll see. We'll see if Darren Waller plays. We'll see. Uh, Jalen Waddle listed as a full participant Wednesday in practice with a shoulder injury. So coming off of a huge two touchdown performance, I don't think there's anything to worry about with Jalen Waddle. Uh, Cooper Cup was sidelined Wednesday with an ankle injury. The ankle injury, of course, that was caused by Sean McVay's malpractice of coaching. He never should have been in there. That was silly. That was stupid. That was ridiculous. Uh, Jake, did I miss anything? No. Yeah, that was bad. That it's arrogance to me. Yeah, stupidity, stupidity, absolute stupidity. Uh, Van Jefferson was limited at Rams practice Wednesday with the knee injury as he continues to uh, work his way back. Did make his debut in Week Eight, but he did did not register a target. Damian Harris was sidelined Wednesday with an illness. Derrick Henry was limited Wednesday with a foot injury. Um, I'm not really worried about it. It's 
you know, I, I, I would say it's wear and tear at this point. You know, we're at week nine. He saw 32 carries against the Texans. I'm not too concerned. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was limited in practice Wednesday with an ankle injury. It looks like Ryan Tannehill will be back for Sunday night's matchup versus the Chiefs. James Conner limited Wednesday with the ribs injury as he continues to work his way back. Christian Watson did not practice Wednesday. He is still dealing with the uh, concussion that was suffered in week eight. I believe that was on like the first or second play of the game too, James. Yeah, of like, course. Uh, he looked great too. Yeah. <laughs> Full yeah. steam. Oh, God. Yeah. He looked absolutely fantastic. And that happened. Um, and then Daryl Williams was placed on IR with a hip injury. So, you know, Benjamin, he's got a place now on fantasy rosters, especially if you have James Conner. There's there's your handcuff. Boom, done. If he isn't your handcuff already. Okay. Now that that's done and we've successfully killed 40 minutes of this podcast, let's finally preview the games. Oh, and we'll start with Thursday night, the Philadelphia Eagles. Houston Texans Thursday night football. Jake, I want to get, I want to tell you a little story. So last week in the guillotine, still alive. I have I had fifty eight dollars to my name. This is after I spent one seventy five on Josh Allen. I decided that I was going to just put an empty claim in for Jalen Hurts, zero dollars, and I got him for zero dollars. Okay. So now I have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I don't know what to do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for more to the story. Well, the, 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 I guess the, the tail end, the climax of the story. Would you start Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts this week? Josh Allen. You don't, you start Josh Allen every week. I yeah. Don't care who that's, they're that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Um, but in any event, you're starting, you're starting Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders, you can start him. Yeah. Miles Sanders for me is a top 12 play this week. So yeah, I would absolutely. be starting him for sure. Uh, AJ Brown, you are absolutely 100% starting. Uh, top 10 play for me this week. What about Devontae Smith? Would you start him? Definitely. I'd start him. He's just outside my top 24, but I would consider him in, in three receiver formats. Definitely. And then Dallas Goddard, you are obviously starting. Dallas Goddard, my number four tight end this week. Beautiful. And for around. the Texans, are you starting anybody other than Damian Pierce? No, hell no. Would you? Let's have a little conversation then about Pierce. Would you consider sitting Pierce this week? No. Would nah. you consider selling Pierce? Yes. Here are the yeah. matchups that Pierce has coming up: the Eagles at home. The Giants away, Tough. Washington at home, oh, Miami bad. away, Cleveland at home, Dallas away. Not great. Those might be some bad game scripts for the Texans as well. Agreed. But what I would say is if you're in a position to potentially hold on to him and maybe not have the best games, like maybe he finished with around 14 fantasy points and full point PPR, got that late garbage time touchdown in week eight versus Tennessee. If you're able to hold on to him and, you know, kind of bite the bullet on some not as great games, his playoff schedule is pretty good from a run defense point of view, Kansas city, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Yeah, that is good. You might have, you just got to make it there. Yeah, that's it. You just got to make it there. So if you can afford to hold on to Pierce 
it may not be the be- the worst idea in the world, but I mean, if someone, I don't know, someone offers you the, the Chicago running backs for Damian Pierce, would you do that? No. Someone were to offer you, someone were to offer you Ramondre Stevenson, would you do that? I think I might. I would consider it. I consider it. I would do Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. If someone offered uh, yes, 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 yes. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. All right. So then nobody else for Houston that you are Not that you are starting. Okay. Hey. And the Eagles defense is my number one defense this week. I would be starting them. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh Sunday, one o'clock. Chargers and the Falcons. Very weird that the Chargers are gonna be on at one o'clock, but I'm all for it. What the hell? We we actually get to see if Keaton Allen is going to play or not and actually adjust our lineups accordingly. Justin Herbert, are you playing him? Yeah. Yeah. Even if there's no Keaton Allen or Mike Williams? Yep. Okay. Uh, Austin Eckler is my number one running back. I don't think you need me to tell you that. Yep. Uh, Any Chargers receivers? We talked about Josh Palmer. Uh, What about DeAndre Carter? Would you potentially play him? Nah. Nah, I think that's just too Josh cute. Palmer then. Just Josh Palmer, maybe add Carter as a speculative ad, if anything, but I wouldn't start him this week. I think that's a little too cute for me. And then Gerald Everett. Yes. I think start he's him. a I think he's a must start. Yep. Must, 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 must start. And then for the Falcons, Marcus Mariota, would you spot start him? Mm, no. Mariota this week or Sam Ellinger? Mariota, but that's not saying anything. Mariota or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill. Mariota or Jared Goff? Goff. Mariota or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. This has to be the week for Rodgers. Oh, we're going to get there. We're definitely going to get there. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, Any Falcons running back that you would start? Nope. I actually would consider Algier. Maybe. I mean, not willingly. If that if that answers your question, no, no, not willingly. But maybe if you're da- if you're down McCaffrey, if you're down any Chubb, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're down Chubb, sure, I would consider it. Algiers my RB twenty three this week against the Chargers too, who just bleed points to opposing running backs. You can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe not really though. And the Chargers really don't blow teams out of the stadium, so. No, I can see Atlanta winning this game, to be completely I honest can too. with you. Oh, I can too. Yeah. And when do we start questioning Brandon Staley's job, like, for real? Oh, no, it's been quite, you know. He's a terrible head coach. He's a terrible head coach. He really, there's a lot. I mean, you look up and down the league, bro. There's a lot of terrible head coaches in the NFL. I, I could name five. Oh, yeah, I can name ten. Sure, sure. If, if we had time terrible. for it, yeah. There's I, could prob- I could probably name ten. It, it, the thing, not to get you know too off track, but he just comes off as the smartest guy in the room, and I yeah, don't it like work. that. No, yeah, he's very arrogant to me. Um, and then for the Falcons receivers, would you start Drake London? Maybe, but it's getting to a point where, yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's like I could see myself sitting him, and then he has a big week. Would you drop Drake London? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, and then what about Kyle Pitts? No, I mean, listen, I don't think Kyle Pitts can be considered a top 12 fantasy. I don't think in 12-man leagues you should start him this week. I would love to sell high on him if you can. Yeah, I would love it. 
scored last week again. Second touchdown in the continental United States. I would say I would get rid of him. And any defense that you would start here? Maybe the Chargers, but no, that would be my pick if I had to pick one. Okay. Uh, Dolphins and the Bears. Obviously, you're starting Tua. Yep. Uh, you're starting Raheem Mostert. Yep. I expect a heavy dose of Raheem Mostert this week, too, for what it's worth. Yep. And, I mean, Tony Pollard just completely destroyed this Bears run game. I mean, it's the second week in a row they got carved up. Ramondre Stevenson had a good game against them. Tony Pollard had a good game against them. I expect a pretty good game from Raheem Mostert. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Jalen Waddell. Uh, Mike Kosicki, are you starting? No. <laughs> no. Beautiful. Uh, the Bears, would you start Justin Fields? Yeah, I think I might. How'd that taste? Yeah, I think I might. I mean, listen, the rushing upside is definitely there. Yep. Uh, I would start Montgomery. I think you could start Herbert as a flex if you're if you're pretty desperate. Uh, I have both as top 24 plays. Herbert, you just got to take the 15 carries that he gets, and hopefully he scores. I could see he did it last completely, week. I could, I could see Fields completely shafting people, though. <laughs> I really can. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's in his genetic code. Yeah. He got it. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't blame you for riding the hot hand. I really don't. Um, would you start Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool? No. And then Cole Komet, you're not starting? No, absolutely not. Uh, Dolphins defense, would you consider them? Yes. Bears defense, would you consider them? No. Okay. Next game, Panthers and the Bengals. You're not starting P.J. Walker. I did. I, I have to I would say. Con- I would consider it. I have to say. Someone did start P.J. Walker last week, and he was made fun of for a good two and a half hours. And then the D.J. Moore touchdown happened, and then overtime happened, and P.J. Walker actually ended up with a pretty solid day. So, weatherman for the Basement Talk podcast, Jared Fagione, I am so sorry. That was actually a very ballsy start that paid off. Yeah. It's getting on the radar. (laughs) As crazy as it is to say, and he actually looks half decent and that throw by the way i don't know if you know this that the throw that touchdown pass walker to Moore at the end of the fourth quarter was the longest throw that the nfl has recorded this year yeah Further than no, i did he hear throw that from josh allen and he throw from mahomes pj walker that's the type of year it's been yeah just ass backwards and crazy uh deonta foreman you're starting him yes would you start chuba hubbard no Okay. Uh, DJ Moore, what a redemption story for DJ Moore. All he needed was for Christian McCaffrey to get the hell out of town. And PJ Walker, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Start him. Start him. I have him. I actually have DJ Moore, I believe, as a top 15 play. He's right at 15. Yeah, and Robbie Anderson to get out of town. And there was one point where I had DJ Moore as like my wide receiver 39 or 40. Yeah, it got that bad for him this year. It got that bad. So Baker Mayfield's bought- never playing again. Yeah, anybody anybody that bought low on DJ Moore, congratulations. You, you made out probably like bandits, if I'm being uh, really Very honest. good. And then you're not starting anybody else for the Panthers. So it's just Foreman and uh, Moore. Yep. And P.J. Walker in certain 12-team deeper super flex situations. Yep, that is correct. For the Bengals, you're starting Joe Burrow? Yes. Yes, yep. big bounce back games coming from Burrow. What about Mixon? Yes. When do we start having the mix and bust conversation? He's going to keep scoring. I mean, he's going to he's going to score. He's going to get his touchdowns. That's the thing. That'll keep him going. 
Uh, he's gonna he's gonna have to because if we look the at yards the yards per carry, I know They're, the yards the yards per carry aren't there, but the receiving work is kind of there too. I think Mixon's a nice little buy low right now. I really do. Has three total touchdowns on the year. They're gonna come. Hey, all I know is that I will I will definitely be buying into Joe Mixon next year because now it just seems like that is an every other year thing, and you can't blame me because I don't have any Joe Mixon. No, I don't either, except in Dynasty, where he won me the league last year. So, right, can't hate. Nope, absolutely not. Uh, T. Higgins, you're starting him. Yep. Tyler Boyd, which Boyd, is you're you're starting Boyd as well. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Uh, in the right, yeah, I could see you starting him. Hayden Hurst or Tunyon? Tunyon. Tunyon for me. Hurst or Taysom Hill? Hurst. I would start Hill Monday night. Why not? Monday nights don't work out for me. I'm done with that. I'm done. Oh, I love done Burrow lost. No, 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 I'm done. No I love Monday nights. Monday. No more biased for Monday night. <laughs> Hurst. Hay- Hayden Hurst or Evan Ingram? Ingram easily. Ingram is. I'm very high on Ingram. I'd rather have Ingram than freaking Kyle Pitts for the rest of the year. Woo, that's a bold take. No, it's not. Go look who Evan Ingram's done lately. I would I would rather start Ingram, but that's a lot closer for me than it is for Jake. Uh Bengals defense, would you start him? No. Okay. Next game. Packers and the Lions. Aaron Rodgers. Would you start him? It has to be this week. If there's a week, yes. I, I would start him. For the Detroit first, is awful. For the first time all season. I just about considered moving Aaron Rodgers outside my top 15. And then you saw they were playing Detroit. And then I realized they were playing Detroit in Detroit, where it has just been shootout city all season long. Yep. Start Aaron Rodgers, please and thank you. Start them all. Aaron Jones? Start them. A.J. Dillon? Uh, no, that's the one where I think I don't think I'd start. A.J. Dillon's a top 30 play, but it's not as exciting. Would you rather start A.J. Dillon or Caleb Huntley? Think Conley. I'd rather Dylan, but close. Very Man. close. Dylan or Eno Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. That's not even close if Connor yep. doesn't play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if yeah. what if Connor plays? If Connor plays, I think I'd still rather start Benjamin because you don't know how healthy Connor's gonna be. I would too. Uh, I'll give you one more here. AJ Dylan or Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Yep. I would as well. Uh Alan Lazard, if he plays, you're starting him? Oh yeah. If there's no if there's no Alan Lazard, would you start Dobbs? Yes, 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 yes. Would you start Dobbs even if there is Lazard? Yeah, Dobbs made a really nice play last week. That can go a long way with Aaron Rodgers. I, I got to tell you that that touchdown grab by Dobbs was nice. It's a nice grab. It's a shame because I think I think Christian Watson was really in that game plan last week though. He was. He was. I think it all stems from Aaron Rodgers saying they want to give uh, other guys opportunities and. Hey, Romeo Aaron, Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs managed little, to work his way out of the one, doghouse one little, a little bit. One, one little thing on Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Jets quarterback next year. Get through your brain. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here yep. we go. Here we go, ladies let, and gentlemen. Let the, let the spec- is out on Zach Wilson. Not, no, 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 no. How, how does that mean you're out on Zach Wilson, bro? That, like, you know, well, it's a time conversation for another day. But, you know, how can you say no to Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you exactly. Can. Yep, you can't. The ties are there. Get ready. Um, and then we talk about Tunyon. You would start Tunyon. Yeah. 
For the Lions, would you start Jared Goff? Yeah. Swift Williams. Both. I would start both. I think if you if you have both, I think you start them. Yep. Uh, would you rather start Jamal Williams or Tyler Algier? Williams. Williams for me. Jamal Williams or I can't believe I'm about to say this. Jamal Williams or David Montgomery? Monty. I would start Monty. I have Monty up by one. Jamal Williams or Clyde? Clyde. I would start Jamal. Close. Yeah. I would start Jamal. Yeah, I, I hear you. Maybe this could be the week off the bye for Pacheco. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Who knows? I'll give you one more. Jamal Williams or Deonta Foreman? With Harmon. Dude, Foreman is – I can't believe this is where it is with Deontay Foreman right now. I, it's almost sickening. It's. It, I can't believe it. Yeah. It's almost sickening. But and, I think it's, and I think it's – like I knew Curtis Samuel wasn't going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But Foreman, Foreman, yes, I can see this being a season-long thing. I mean, the touches are now there. Yeah, they're absolutely there. And they move the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's true. They're they're finding a way to keep games competitive. Yeah, and they they, they should have won against Atlanta. Which, uh, by the and way, they, we, they I, would I, be I, in I, first I, place never, if they won. Yeah, we never talked about this either. Um, the DJ Moore ripping off the helmet thing at the end. Do you blame him or do you not blame him? No, if the kicker's got to make the freaking kick, bro. Give I, me I a agree. Break. I Give agree with you hundred percent. I can't stand. Also, that shouldn't be a flag, bro. I mean, I hate this stupid league, bro. The stupid, <laughs> I mean, the NFL officiating is so bad. They just look. Listen, when is the NFL going to realize that we don't want to watch games and see flags thrown all the time? When are they going to realize that? I mean, you can't even get excited over a freaking play anymore. Oh, wait, there's a flag. It's just terrible. Like, stop. Here, here's terrible. my point. Here's my point. And I, I said this on Sunday when it happened. Who is DJ Moore hurting by ripping his helmet off and wanting to celebrate Nobody. a touchdown with 10 seconds to go in a game to put a team that, quite honestly, was rock bottom, fired their coach, traded their star player, ripping off his helmet to celebrate a win that would put them in first place in their division? No, no, it's, it's terrible. That with the taunting and the, um, uh, what do you call it? The excessive celebration, Ex- excessive celebrate, the, even the roughing the passer, um, the ticky tack holds that are nowhere near the ball, um, the, the PIs that are like you just breathe on the receiver. It's a P, it, it is the, the officiating is terrible, bro. Terrible, it is. No, it is. It, it is ruins it's, the whole game, really. It, the, it does. Uh, the holdings and the roughing the passers, uh, those are subjective. So I, I guess so I can stupid. give a little bit of a leeway because human error is a, is a part of it. It but needs to be blatantly obvious. Taunting. Come on now. No, no, no. no, no. Five. No, no, no. It need, if a flag is a flag, it needs to be blatantly obvious and it needs to be affecting the play. Sure. That's it. Sure. It's which terrible. Is, which could be translated as subjective. I agree with you, but I'm just I'm presenting the counterpoint, which is – Obviously, all subjective, but well, my whole point is we don't want to see flags be thrown, right? But like, like for example, and I don't want to go off into too much of a tangent, but like AJ Brown pointing at both the defenders, like "haha, you both suck," and then celebrating—that's funny. That's great. Yeah, it's that's not a flag. It's so no. stupid. I can't stand it. No, it's 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 so soft. It's 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 soft bullshit. It's, it's terrible. Uh, 
back to the Lions. Uh, I don't know how the hell we managed to get uh, talking about the the officials, but um, uh, we were uh, we we went there. Um, with the Lions, would you start Amonra? Yes, yes, big time. How about Josh Reynolds? With Jair Alexander on Monra St. Brown, yeah, I think I might. And the available targets that are now there with TJ Hawkinson's departure. Yep, I think Reynolds definitely gets an uptick. Don't start I Jesse James, though, by all means. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Who do I have as the ranked tight end for Detroit this week? I'm curious. I have it as Brock Wright. Yeah. That's no, who I have. You're not starting him. No, absolutely not. Um, okay. Um, Packers defense, I think I would cons- I would consider to start, but they're a low end starting defense, given the amount of points that the Detroit Lions usually put up at home. Um, I think I would probably avoid the Packers if you possibly can. The Colts and the Patriots. Uh Sam Ellinger, I wouldn't be starting, quite honestly. Nope. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you're obviously going to start him if he plays. If he doesn't play, would you start Deion Jackson against the Yeah, Patriots? I would. I would. I would consider it as a top 30-ish play. Yeah, I'd consider it. Yeah, I would absolutely start him. Michael Pittman. Uh, it's spooky hours, man. It is. Maybe. But he's not a set it and forget it. I, I I could see the Patriots taking him out of the game. Yeah, I don't think I, I I think I would try to avoid it, man. I really would. Pittman or Kirk? Kirk. Yeah, give me Kirk. Pittman or McLaurin? McLaurin. McLaurin is all the way back in fantasy football. Oh, mwah. we'll talk You're about sitting, you, 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 know, you don't sit McLaurin anymore. I'm dead. I'm dead nope. serious with you. No. Nope. And we knew it, too. Yep. We called it. Pittman. Pittman or Adam Thielen? Close. Maybe I think I would go Pittman. But I, I would go it. Pittman too, but that's definitely closer. Pittman or Gabe Davis? Davis. I would yeah. go Pittman. I'd go Davis. I would go Pittman, but that's uh, that definitely is closer. Uh, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, would you start either of them? No, I can't believe Paris Campbell's a thing. Uh, neither can I. It's borderline sickening, if, I, if I'm being honest. Uh, and then you're not starting a tight end, Jelani Woods, Mo Cox. No. Beautiful. Uh, for the Patriots, Mac Jones, you're not starting him? Nope. Ramondre Stevenson, you're starting him. Jacoby Myers, you're starting him. Uh, outside of those two names, would you start anybody for the Patriots? Absolutely not. Beautiful. Next game. The Buffalo Bills and the New York Football Jets. We'll keep this very simple. Jake, for the Buffalo Bills, who are you not starting? Not starting James Cook. I think I would like to see it from Naheem Hines first. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe start Singletary, but I would really avoid that backfield as a whole. I kind of want to see it first. but I agree. You're, you're starting uh, the pass catchers, regardless of how good the Jets have been against receivers this year. I mean, this this could be a welcome to the NFL type of game for Sauce Gardner um, against Steph. I mean, listen, this is the test right here. <laughs> like, this is the test. This is this is this is the game right here. I could see 
you know, I can see Sauce uh, struggling a little bit. This is a rookie. We're not expecting um, a complete lockdown of Stefan Diggs. I think Diggs will get his still, regardless of how good Sauce has been. But um, you're starting him. You're starting Gabe Davis. Uh, I think you start Dawson Knox, too, this week because uh, the Jets just still do not have a uh, answer for covering tight ends. So, yeah, I think that's where it stands to Buffalo. The thing, the thing with Diggs is that he has played – he has played seven games this season. He has either been top 10 with 100 yards and a touchdown in all of those games, or he has been outside the top 36. Yeah. There's been no middle ground. They're, they're, and they're, they're 100% going to go at Sauce, too, to see what he has. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. The way they went at Jair Alec, there's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I honestly can see a seven for a hundred and a touchdown day. Yeah, easily. I can too. Which which isn't an insult to Sauce Gardner, but this is no, this is not. his biggest <laughs> test thus far, without a doubt. Oh yeah, this is the test. <laughs> There's yeah. no doubt. And I'll get another test too in December. We'll see how much you learn from it. But, true. Yeah, um, very true. Yeah. Very, very, very true. I agree. For the Jets, you're not starting Zach Wilson. No. Would you start Michael Carter? Yeah, I would. They have uh, to run the ball. I would start him, and I think I would start James Robinson as well. I think they're going to start getting him the ball more. That was my next question. Would you start James Robinson in 12, 14 team leagues? Yeah, I think I would. What about in 10? Uh, no. 10-man leagues, you should have better options. Okay. I would start Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I would. I would start Garrett Wilson. The uh, the Wilson to Wilson connection or what have you is starting to come to fruition. But outside of Garrett Wilson – um, I'm not sure if I'm starting any other jet pass catcher. I know Tyler Conklin scored twice last week, but I'm still not rushing to start him this week. So what about um, Corey Davis? If he plays, he's not going to play, but, um, if he plays maybe, but he's not going to play. I was told that, um, yeah. they want to give it to the bye week with Corey Davis. Beautiful. And of course the bills defense, you go ahead to start, but that's nothing against the jets. Just the bills There's a plug and play defense every single week. Yeah. 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 No doubt. The Vikings and the Commanders. Kirk Cousins' revenge game. Jake, you're starting him. Oh, yes. Yes, please, and thank you very much. Dalvin Cook, you're starting yep. him. What about Alexander Madison? Nah, I can't start Madison. It's just he has to score. That's so it. He has to score, and yep. no thanks. And I'm I agree. To make your job easier, I'm starting Hawkinson. I get it. It's his first game, and I'm starting um, both pass catchers as well, and Thielen and, yep. and obviously Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne in deeper leagues? No, thanks. For the commanders, Taylor Heineke, would you start him? Yeah, I think he's he's definitely startable. I agree. Uh, the running backs, Brian Robinson? Nah. He's it's a, a volume guy, if anything else. He has to score. He has to score. It's a mess. It, it is a complete mess in that commander's backfield right now. Uh, Gibson in full point PPR, would you start him? Maybe, but I would prefer not to. Okay. Uh, we talked about Terry McLaurin. You're starting him. Yep. Uh Curtis Samuel, I know it makes you sick to talk about, but here we are. Uh no, I don't think I I don't think I want to start him. Okay, and you're not starting a commander's tight end, John Bates, Logan no. Thomas if he plays. No, no, no. Next game. Raiders and the Jaguars. Oh, by the way, uh Vikings defense, would you consider them as a spot start? I would consider them, but the, the commanders put some points up. They surprise they can surprise you. Hey. Carson Wentz, take as long as you need. Yeah, please, but he's not he's not starting again when he comes back. There's no way. 
I don't know how he can. I mean, nah, he's, two and he's, he's not starting. He's not starting. I mean, what what is the Commanders' record now? Are they three and four? Four and four. They're four and four, right in the thick of the road. I mean, that NFC is terrible. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Car- Carson Wentz. I mean, if they start Heineke from the beginning of the year, they they would have a better record. Right, they'd be right in the, maybe right in the thick of things. They'd be yeah, probably be five be and three, six and two. Minimum. Yeah, no. Uh, Raiders, Jaguars. Derek Carr. You starting him? No. Interesting. No, forget Derek Carr. Hey, hey. Remember, remember, we had a, yeah. a debate here yeah. with a certain no. somebody. No, about Derek Carr. No, forget. I'm done with Derek Carr. Yeah, thank God. And the Raiders, by the way, for any of the um the the the, the betting. People out there, the Raiders so far this year are zero and four away from home. They suck. They McDaniel's has to be the most overrated head coach I've ever seen, ever. Oh, I mean, don't this, worry, this guy don't is worry. terrible. When he gets fired, he's going to go right back to New England. Don't even. I'm not worry sure. About I'm not so sure about that. A lot of people have said that, but I, I'm not sure. Interesting. I I, not, I I had that vibe. I'm not sure. I can see him going to another team to maybe get a last ditch. Because if he goes back to New England, we all know the, the, the narrative around him will be, oh, it's, it's Belichick. I don't. I, I'm not too sure about that. I can see him being a, an offensive coordinator for a uh, a new head coach in the league. Possibly. Or like, or like maybe like somebody, another Belichick assistant is out there. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too too far into it, but I can I can see something where he goes somewhere else. I could. Josh Jacobs, you're starting. Yeah, Devontae Adams, you're starting. Yeah, uh, what, about, what about Matt Collins, out, Hunter Renfro? Nope, absolutely not. I'm starting Devontae Adams, and that's it. I'm not starting. Is Darren Waller going to play this week? Uh, probably not. And you're not starting for a Foster Monroe. Beautiful for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. No. Interesting. I would I would start Lawrence. It just depends on who you're starting him over. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're in a buy situation, like put it this way. I would rather start Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence this week. Oh, I would too. Absolutely. I'd rather start Taylor Heineke over Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers is available on your waiver wire, I would rather start Aaron Rodgers over Trevor Lawrence. Goff, I'd rather start as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. I have them separated by one. I have I have Lawrence ahead. Um, I would personally rather start Trevor Lawrence over Tom Brady. Interesting. I, I, have, either, I have to start either Brady or... Who the, Cowboys, who the Cowboys playing again this week? No, they're on bye. They're on a bye. I have to. Oh shit! You have to start Brady against the Rams at home. Oh boy! Oh well, boy! I don't uh, have to. Yeah, you, you go ahead. To. Keep going. Uh, Travis Etienne, you're obviously starting. You, you're starting. Christian Kirk, I would start him. I would as well. What about Zay Jones? Nope. I would not start Zay Jones either. And then uh, Jake's uh, love of his life now, Evan Ingram. I love Evan Ingram. Uh. Real quick, Brady or Marcus Mariota this week? I have Brady higher. No Dalton, no Tannehill. Nope. The only PJ Walker. You. The only guys. The only guys that I have ahead of Brady that are worthwhile that maybe you could pick up are Goff, Lawrence, Rogers, Fields. All rostered. Then you're sticking with Brady. Then you are sticking with Brady. Uh, okay, next game. Seahawks and the Cardinals. Geno Smith, another guy I have ahead of Brady. Yeah, we're starting, Geno. Until I do think Geno's coming back down to earth. I do. I it, do, too. I think it's going to happen. 
I do too. Until it does, though, we're starting Gino. Yeah, you keep playing them until the wheels fall off. We're starting them all, <laughs> as a matter of fact, except the tight ends. Kenneth Walker, I would start. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf, I would be weary just because the Cardinals against number one receivers, but you but, gotta start DK. But I will say that the last two weeks, Olave and Justin Jefferson have posted the two best games against the Cardinals this year. Both number one receivers. Speaking of terrible coaches, this guy Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> he's bad. He's bad. I've been saying this for a long time. He's bad. Oh God, he's terrible. He's terrible. Uh, Lockett, absolutely fire him up. Uh, top 15 play for me. Uh, Will Disley, would you start him in no, a spot no, start no, no, if you no. need? Nope. Will Disley or Taysom Hill? Hill. Okay. There we go. I finally got you to say Taysom Hill for one of the Wizard yep, Rabbits. you did. Good. Thank God. Good. I, I feel accomplished today. Uh, for the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray? Yeah. Uh, James Conner slash, you know, Benjamin? Yep. This guy, uh, I don't know if you heard of him. He just came back recently. Uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke? You Is DeAndre Hopkins a top five to seven play for the rest of the year? I think he might have to be. I have DeAndre Hopkins this week as my number five receiver. Yeah. <laughs> 15 targets a week. I mean, folks, some things in life are pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Death taxes DeAndre Hopkins just being a target hog. Yeah. The, the only four receivers for those keeping score at home that I have ahead of Hopkins, Diggs, Jefferson, Cup. I could be convinced into starting Hopkins over Tyree Kill this week, though. I would love to know who has that situation. Who has the situation? I agree, but still, like I that could be convinced be... to rank him higher than Tyree Kill. Maybe, maybe our good friend King Charles has that situation. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We miss but him. I can't, I can't wait to love... hear about what's happening in uh, Buckingham Palace on the on the could, Yeah, he could be in the Kremlin by now. Who knows? He could be. He could be. You never know. You never know. Um, do, 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 do. uh, would you be starting Rondell Moore? No. Zach Ertz? Yes. Seahawks concede the most points to the tight end position. Yeah, Ertz is a, is a fine start. He's probably going to be my start of the week tomorrow. <laughs> oh, he was going to be mine. So we'll see who gets it whoever, first. Yeah, whoever gets it. Whoever yeah. gets it. And the uh, Cardinals are also awful against the, the tight end, but I'm still not starting a Seahawks tight end. No, 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 no. Not yet. Um, and then the Rams and the Bucks. Three more games to go. Rams and the Bucks. Matthew Stafford. No. Any Rams running back? Yeah, I could be convinced to start Henderson. I think he was sick last week. I, I think I might start Henderson, especially for the pass catching upside. I want to make sure everybody hears me when I say this. Pick up Kyron Williams. Pick I think he's worth an ad, up. but bro, he's not that good. He's worth an ad. Worth I'm an not ad. saying he's, he's not that, that he's good. someone that's winning people leagues. This is not. This is not my plea, like a Cam Akers sort of plea uh, or an Amon Ross St. Brown sort of plea. This isn't that. We're not there yet. But for a situation where they are calling for a running back, for a guy that Sean McVay drafted, he's they might worth have that a already though. and a stash. They might have that already. Yeah, the guy's name is Cam Akers. The difference is Kyron Williams wants <laughs> oh my, to play football. First of all, why why wouldn't you just cut the guy? Like now you're saying, hey, do you want to come back and play? Like what? 
it, the whole situation is just an absolute mess. It's terrible. It it it, it it's it's an absolute disaster. It um, is. Cooper Cup, you're obviously playing. Don't need to tell you that. I'm not starting Allen Robinson either. If Cooper Cup doesn't play, yes, you fire up Allen Robinson. Would you fire up Ben Skoranek? No. And Tyler Higby? Yes, starting him. With or without Cup? With or without Cup, starting him. For the Bucks, obviously Jake is starting Tom Brady. He's just keeping his I, fingers crossed. For, I know. I don't love it, though. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, you have to. Getting a little dicey. It is. It's very dicey. The receivers, though, I think are fine. Godwin and Evans, I think, will still get theirs. It'd be nice if Mike Evans held on to the ball, though, one time or two. True. True. But Evans gets his, and I think I think he does score this week. I think he does score against Chris the Chris Godwin's got to score this year, too, eventually, no? Yeah, eventually. I mean, Evans, Evans hasn't scored. I don't know if you know this. Evans hasn't scored since week four. Yeah, he's due. Not, Jalen Ramsey could be learning, though. I think Jalen Ramsey kind of sucks, but... Jalen um, will be floating all over the place, so we'll yeah. we'll see. Um, Godwin, you're starting. Russell Gage, Julio Jones, would you start no. them? No. Maybe Julio, but no. And what about Kate Otten? No, you and Kate Otten. It was, it was, it was a thing for one week. It was, so it was nice. a thing, and there's definitely been worse predicted on the, uh, the starts of the week. So That's true. Oh, there's that definitely been worse. True. Hey, Jeff Wilson was a point five for the start start of the week. Kate Otten got a lot more than that. Yeah, true. So bless his heart. Um, and would you start either defense? No. Sunday night football. Titans, Chiefs. Tannehill, would you start him? No. Derrick Henry, would you start him? Yeah, I think I might. And then any other uh, Titans pass catcher? No, absolutely not. Uh, if Traylon Burks is available on your waiver wire, I would pick him up and I would stash him. I can't believe the Titans traded AJ <laughs> Traylon Burks. Oh God! And they're somehow they're five and two. Makes no sense. It makes no. Mike Vrabel. I'm not saying he's runaway definite coach of the year. He's got to be. In the are, yeah, he's in the conversation. He has got absolutely to be. He's in the conversation. I think it's, Mike a, I Rabel, think it's like a. Brian Dable has to be in the conversation as well. Oh, you got to put Bob Sala in that conversation as well. Uh, Rob Sala, definitely. And you got to put, um, yeah, I think. Would you put Mike McDaniel in that conversation too? No, I I can't stand Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I can't stand him either. What about, what about Arthur Smith? Even though yeah, we don't absolutely. like him. Hey, who? You might have to put Steve Wilkes in the conversation. Might have to. Might have to. Uh, and then probably Kevin O'Connell too, to be honest. Yeah. There are a lot of candidates. There are a lot of candidates. Hey, how about, how, about, there, how about Mike McCarthy? No. No. <laughs> For the Chiefs. Oh, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If you could start, if you had to start one of the running backs, who are you starting? Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. You need to see Pat- it first for checkup. Okay. Um, Juju? Yep, I'd start him. Would you start Kadarius Tony? No, need to see it for a week. Agreed. Agreed. I think this is a good, good opportunity to audition on Sunday Night Football. I can just see him returning punts immediately and just Sky Moore sitting on the bench all lonely and sad. I don't know about that. What about MVS or Michael Hardman? Scantling, I think I, I might have to start Scantling this week, but um, definitely Scantling over Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman is going to be a Curtis Samuel. He's gotten the, he's got the little syndrome. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not even going to mention Travis Kelsey. He's not worth mentioning. You're starting him. And then Monday yep. night, the last game, Ravens and the Saints. Lamar. Starting. Even if he's without Andrews and Bates. Yep. Okay. Uh, which running back for Baltimore? Who's the guy this week? Gus Edwards. I like it. I would I would start Gus over Kenyon Drake. I have it ranked as such. Yeah, I wouldn't hate starting Kenyon Drake though. For if if if, you, if Monday night works for you, it don't work for me. But if you're one of those guys that likes Monday night, I could see potentially Kenyon Drake. I Sunday night though, that works for me. Thursday and Monday, Monday, nope. I love Monday night. It's a great time. God uh, telling me get to bed for work. That's all it is. I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> Devin Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson. We need to start either of them. Duvernay, not Robinson. Uh, Mark Andrews, I say likely. Yeah, I'm not starting likely though. If Mark Andrews plays, that's that's reckless behavior. That's reckless behavior. I'm gonna yeah. keep that keep that one stash at the memory bank for the Saints. Andy Dalton, would you start him in twelve deeper in Superflex? Absolutely not. Uh, this guy called Alvin Kamara. Yeah, all of a sudden he's back, right? Isn't it beautiful? Andy Dalton and, is the is the remedy. Hell, the Saints are right in the thick of that NFC South race. Very quietly. Very quietly, the defense is improving. I think the Saints can honestly win that game on Monday night. Is it? It's in the Superdome too. If it's I'm not in the mistaken. Superdome. Yep. Yeah, I mean the Ravens are a very overrated team, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I think the Saints can win that game. Um, who knows? If Michael Thomas is going to play. Who the fuck? No, knows? probably not. <laughs> uh, probably not. Honestly, if we have to put a safe bet on it, um, Chris Olave, would you start him? Yes. If Michael Thomas is a game time decision on Monday night, are you basing your fantasy lineup as if he will play? Absolutely not. Not no. a chance. Not a chance. I need to see him go out there wrapped in bubble wrap and motivated with a $100 bill hanging off of his face mask saying, you play, you get more of these for me to say, okay, maybe I'll consider Michael Thomas next week. But not okay. happening this week. I'll tell you that right now. And then Taysom Hill. No. I, I know that's your speed, I would, but. I would do it. Yeah, you can see him Monday night. The Saints, I, he does have a knack for the primetime game. I do agree. He does. He does. And would, no, you start, would you start either defense? I think the Ravens, if I had to pick one, but probably yeah. not. Okay. Well, that is it for this edition of the Baseball Talk Podcast Finish Show. This has been the Week 9 Preview. Jake and I will be back Saturday morning for the mailbag. We'll be recording it. On Thursday before Thursday Night Football, submit your questions. Epi- uh, email links are in the episode description. We'll be answering all those questions, wherever you got. Uh, trade deadline stuff, trade decisions, start sit, uh, league dilemmas, any general questions that you got. Submit them. We'll answer them. No problem doing it. It's our favorite show of the week for a reason, because we're helping all you guys out. So, for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much. For listening to the Week 9 Preview here on the Baseball Talk, Pod- Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.